Hello, and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. Millions of books have been written over the course of human history. As a matter of fact, I read recently that as of 2010, almost 130 million books had been published in modern human history. Think about that for a moment. 130 million books published in modern human history. But I would say to you that only one, one in over 130 million, is inspired by God. Only one book written, inspired by Almighty God. Now, that one book contains 66 different books. 66 different books that were written over a period of around 1,500 years by 40-plus authors, many of them not knowing each other. And yet, in the process, God brought all 66 books together into one inspired book with a theme running through that book from the first one, Genesis, all the way to the last one, Revelation. And that theme is the redemption of humankind by Almighty God. Even though most households in America have at least one Bible, I read somewhere where nine out of ten households would have at least one Bible, and even though people generally have a positive view of the Bible according to uh, polls and surveys, uh, reading it is another matter. Uh, very a few, a small percentage, actually read the Bible on a regular basis. But worse yet, and I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but we've got to look at the truth in the face. Worse yet, biblical illiteracy is growing among evangelicals, among people that claim to have a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Biblical illiteracy is growing. And again, surveys continue to back that up. And I can tell you from anecdotal evidence, from circumstantial evidence, from my own um, actual observation, I see that and it, and it breaks my heart. There are probably many reasons for that, and and uh, if we were looking for those reasons and looking to lay blame, it could be laid in, in many different directions. But I will say this, uh, as a person who has pastored a church for many years, who has a pastor's heart, uh, I'm sad to say that much of the responsibility could be laid at the feet of modern-day shepherds. We need the Word of God to be uh, lifted up. And the way we as pastors, as shepherds, lift up the Word of God is to actually open the Scriptures and preach and teach right from the Scriptures versus having uh, a nice TED Talk, so to speak, and attaching a couple of verses to it. And too much of that is going on in, in the evangelical church in, in our country today. Well, God's Word has been written for our good. Romans chapter 15 verse 4 says, For whatever was written in earlier times 
and that's referring to the Old Testament scriptures, but this can absolutely include now all of scripture. For whatever was written in earlier times was written for our instruction, so that through perseverance and the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. I open this podcast every time with sharing real, and I put the emphasis on real, real hope. And what I mean by that is not my words, but I want to share biblical teaching. I want to share God's Word because it is God's Word that brings hope. And what I mean by hope and what the Word means by hope is something that is absolutely solid, that is guaranteed Real hope, and real hope comes as we read here in Romans 15.4 from the Scriptures. Now, out of all of this, I'm starting a new six-part series today, and then I'm going to follow it with another six-part series. I'm calling this series Bible Blitz. Uh, Bible Blitz uh, and New Testament books. The next one will be Bible Blitz, Old Testament books. What I've done is I've chosen six books out of the New Testament over the next six podcasts, starting with this one, uh, where I'm going to just do a quick summary, a quick overview of those books to kind of whet our appetite. And that's what it's meant to do, just to whet our appetite and to give an example of how to approach those books as they were meant to be approached. And so we're going to do that. And I hope that you will open your Bible, that you will sit down and take notes, that you will listen maybe to this podcast more than once, and that it will encourage you to get in the Word of God on a regular basis. As we begin this new series, I begin it with Psalm 119, verse 18. And Psalm 119, verse 18 says, Open my eyes, that I may behold wonderful things from your law. And so the psalmist is is uh, basically giving a prayer there, and it's a prayer that I hope that you will pray. Again, Psalm 119, verse 18. Pray it with me, would you? Open my eyes, that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. And law is synonymous with the Word of God. Open my eyes, God, that I can see things that you want me to see in your precious Word, because that's where the hope lies again. So today, the first book that we're looking at out of the New Testament is actually the first book in the New Testament, and it is the Gospel of Matthew. Matthew is the first of four Gospels in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And Matthew is one of the three synoptic Gospels. Now, that word synoptic is just a big word that means to see together. And what it means is, is Matthew, Mark, and Luke are very similar in content. As a matter of fact, almost 90% of the content found in Mark in Mark is found in Matthew, and almost 50% of the content in Mark is found in Luke. So all three of them are very similar. John is different. John, for example, contains absolutely no parables of Jesus, whereas uh, the first three, the Synoptic Gospels, do contain parables of, of Jesus. Now, uh, why the differences? Well, here it is. I want you to listen very carefully because there are skeptics out there. There are critics out there that would say, oh, they, they look. They, there are differences. There are contradictions. And in actuality, they're not contradictions. What the four Gospels are doing is, is this. They are looking at the same house. 
They're looking at the same house, but each of them are positioned on different the four different sides of the house. They are looking at the same house from four different perspectives. And uh, we'll see that as, as we go on. Matthew was written by the person whose name it bears, by Matthew. He was also known as, as Levi in, in the Scriptures. In Luke chapter 5, verses 27 through uh, verse 32, we have uh, the account that Luke gives of the call of Matthew to follow Jesus. And, and I want you to listen as I read. It says in verse 27 of Luke chapter 5, After that he, this is Jesus, went out and noticed a tax collector named Levi sitting in the tax booth, and he said to him, Jesus said to, Matt, to, to Levi, follow me. And he left everything behind and got up and began to follow him. Oh, wow, that, that says a lot. So Matthew, Levi, Matthew was a tax collector, a Jewish tax collector. So you know that he was hated by his fellow countrymen because he was collecting taxes for the invading nation, the controlling nation, Rome. And these tax collectors, in many cases, it is said that they not only collected the, the tax that Rome desired, that demanded, but they were allowed to, to collect whatever they wanted to over that. And so these tax collectors would enrich themselves at the expense of their countrymen. So you can see that they weren't, uh, they weren't uh, very well liked and they weren't good people. And so, uh, but verse 29, I want you to, to hear what happened after Matthew, Levi, followed Jesus. It says in verse 29, And Levi gave a big reception for Jesus in his house. And there was a great crowd of tax collectors and other people who were reclining at the table with them. The Pharisees and their scribes began grumbling at his disciples, saying, Why do you eat and drink with the tax collectors and sinners? And Jesus answered and said to them, it is not those who are well who need a physician, but those who are sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And so, after he was called and began to follow Jesus, Matthew had a true conversion experience and a change of heart. And then he throws a big reception and, 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 and invites all of his fellow tax collectors in to this reception to meet Jesus. Wow, uh, what a change that happened there to him. Well, this book was written to a Jewish, Jewish audience. Uh, Matthew quotes extensively from the Old Testament, much more than any of the other Gospels. Uh, it was written to show Jesus as the Messiah as the king of the Jews. And there are, there are things that I want you to know about this gospel quickly as we begin to wrap up this podcast. First of all, unlike some of the others, it is not written in a chronological order. It's not chronological in nature, but rather it's divided into five narratives and it has five different discourses or, or speeches or sermons or talks there. Uh, and for example, the first one is the Sermon on the Mount in chapter 5 verses, uh, uh, through chapter 7. And then the second discourse is where Jesus is commissioning his 12 in chapter 10. 
The third one is a, a list of all the kingdom parables. Jesus spoke several kingdom parables in chapter 13. And then the fourth one is Jesus talking about the childlikeness of the believer in chapter 18. And finally, the fifth discourse that Jesus gave is a very well-known one, the famous one known as the Olivet Discourse in chapter 24 and chapter 25, and it's about the future. As uh, and, and many of you are familiar with Matthew 24 and 25 and, and the future. And so that is uh, uh, how Matthew is divided up. And Matthew, again, is using all of this. He's telling about the things about Jesus to, to uh, again, bring about uh, an understanding of his kingship of the Jews, of the fact that he is the Messiah. Um, Matthew begins with a genealogy in chapter 1, and sometimes we skip over these, but it's very important. This genealogy goes back to Abraham. So Abraham is kind of where the, the nation of Israel began out of Abraham, and, and uh, it goes uh, back to Abraham. Luke is the other one that gives a, a genealogy, and he goes back all the way back to Adam. And so, going from Abraham to Joseph, the legal father of, of Jesus, not the actual father, but the legal father, establishes the royal line of Jesus. Uh, it establishes the fact that he is Messiah. And, and Luke's goes from Joseph back to Adam, and that basically is Mary's, actually Mary's uh, genealogy, establishing his physical descent from David. So, uh, Matthew records several events in, in Jesus' life. It records the birth, the baptism, the temptation, records the commissioning of the twelve, it records his miracles, it records uh, his adversaries and, and those that come against him, it records his teaching, his parables, it records his re uh, uh, crucifixion, his resurrection, and then it ends with the Great Commission. Well, my challenge to all of us is this. Let's read the book. Let's find a way to study the book, and, and I'll talk more about that later. Let's memorize uh, verses from the book because we need to fill our minds with what changes us. And most importantly, as we know it, let's obey it. Well, with that in mind, I encourage you to go open the book of Matthew and begin to read it. And come back on the next podcast as we'll talk about the next book. Until then, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.